Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the show. I have some just just some serious stuff to talk about today. You know the, the stuff thing? You know, I was trying to figure out how to explain to everybody what I'm going to talk about, and I've kind of given up on anything recreative. So we just we've got stuff to talk about. We get to, and today it's serious stuff, uh, but it's always serious stuff. But we try and make sure that it's at least a little bit fun when we do it. Uh, well, why not, right? Right? I mean. The world's on fire. We've got all sorts of rotten things happening. We might as well have fun while we're battling uh, for our freedom and for the future of our children, uh, because the battle will continue no matter what. And I guess uh, I'm one of those people who just likes to make the best of every situation, even if it's a battle against evil. And speaking of evil, let's just talk about the Biden family. Okay, so... Uh, the trending politics news at trendingpoliticsnews.com has an article uh, breaking bombshell connection made between Hunter Biden's 50K rent payments and China Energy Firm. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about Hunter Biden's 50K rent payments. Now, I'm not going to suggest that $50,000 a month is a hefty rent bill. I mean, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it includes food, drink. I don't know. Is it, is it a fully stocked house? Okay, I'm joking here, folks. $50,000 a month for rent? What the hell is he renting? A castle? I mean, I think you could do an Airbnb at a castle for that. I, I, I just don't even understand. 50 k Okay, so 50k a month just it just smells bad, right? And this is something that's done. So as a lawyer who's done lawyerly things and research into government corruption in many, many circumstances, one of the things that seems to be a common trait of crooked government people is to own properties and charge exorbitant amounts of rent, or uh, to put properties in trusts where exorbitant amounts of rent are paid and uh, there there is some sort of a uh, payback in this. I, there's a number of ways that this is done, right? But at the end of the day, what doesn't happen is a normal situation where a child rents a house from their parent for 50000 a month. I have two little boys. Maybe they go to college. Maybe they end up with crack whores and selling drugs and doing blow, uh, much like some other person. I'm not going to mention any names. Maybe they need a place to live. I'm not going to say, hey, kid, you're doing good enough for the hookers and, and blow. Uh, let's go about 50K a month. Right? Right? I mean... And yeah, I, I got to be honest with you, folks. Uh, I usually, I, I'm a high energy guy and I go, go, go. Today, I'm a little bit slow. So you're going to have to forgive me. I might just, you know, go a little below the belt. I, I want to apologize if it happens. I don't want to say I'm going to lower the bar because naturally I could 
never, ever, well, I could never lower it farther than I already have. All right. Um, so 50K a month. Uh, maybe maybe this was part of the Biden rehab program, right? Maybe maybe Big Joe, maybe the big guy, maybe he thought that if he charged enough for rent that Hunter couldn't afford hookers or blow. Maybe that was the goal. So it's like a seven-step program, right? Step four, take all the money? I don't know. But regardless of what's happening, uh, there, there's a suspicious connection that was made by TrendingPoliticsNews.com. And uh, that connection was that uh, the deposits at 50000 was exactly the same amount of money that Hunter was getting from his partnership with a uh, China energy company. What? What's this you say? Well, yeah, same same amount of money. And yeah, there's some interesting things. You, the article is uh you know talks about a whole bunch of stuff related to the emails and evidence. It's got a bunch of different things it's saying. So I'll tell you that it's not a hundred percent clear. And I don't think we can say for sure that uh that 50k a month that Hunter's giving the big guy is coming from China energy. But it sure smells funny, right? 50K a month seems like a little bit of a steep price for a uh, nice little fixer upper in Delaware. And, you know, the fact that it is, well, exactly what uh, this, this uh, Chinese energy company was apparently giving Hunter for rent in another, another venue. Uh, seems a little bit suspicious. So what's happening here? I don't know. But what I do know is that this leaked. And uh, when I look at this, and in light of the the document leaks and all these other things going on, I think that we need to put this in context. And that's what you come here for, right? Is deep, meaningful context. I'm like one of those guys that reads poetry and then tells you what it means. Uh, even if what I say means no makes no sense. No, I try not to do that. I actually we try to apply common sense to to what we're seeing and, and just put it all together in a sensible way here. Um, and I I gotta be honest with you. I know this will be shocking to those of you who who know me, but Poetry is just not my thing. Uh, just, just not. I, I, I mean, sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, so Hunter Biden's giving Joe, the big guy, 50 grand a month, which is coincidentally the exact same amount that he was getting from a Chinese energy company for a separate lease, apparently. And we got all of these Hunter Biden documents that were clearly and accidentally leaked uh or you know shared with the media and and there's nothing these guys could do to control the media i mean the media is just when we talk about the media in this country these guys are the epitome of fairness and independence we all know that if you want a fair and unbiased story you go to cnn or you don't okay uh but but you know joe biden's personal lawyer who probably gets, you know, north of $1,000 an hour, uh, was apparently hired to go clean his closet because, I mean, 
wouldn't you pay someone a thousand dollars an hour to clean your closet? I would. I mean, that's what I do all the time. I guess maybe he paid it out of the 50 K from Hunter. I don't know, but any, so yeah. And we're just trying to work through this. So, uh, but you know, Biden, maybe he afforded, that's how he could afford to have his closet cleaned by a thousand dollar an hour lawyer. Or maybe this is all garbage. Maybe this is all nonsense. Maybe none of this is true. Maybe, just maybe, uh, there's there's something else at work here. But before I get to that, let me go back on. Now, I've talked about this a few times. I wrote about it in my sub stack. And actually, uh, just to tell you, I told you in the past that that Rush was one of my my uh, personal idols. I, I wish I could have one one millionth of the talent he had on loan from God, but uh, I don't. So you're stuck with what I can do. But I will tell you, I do remember him saying, and I'm adopting. This is the cutting ed- edge of societal edge evolution. Now I can't even say it right because I'm not Rush Limbaugh. I'll practice this later, but, you know, cutting edge of societal evolution. Anyways, uh, we were right ahead on this. You know, we were right on this. And even Christina Bob, attorney for President Trump, has said that this classified document stuff is some sort of a cleanup job. Um, And I agree with her. There's more going on here. But I don't know that it's a cleanup job. I don't know what this is yet. And I think we're premature to say that we do. Uh, we see the the Hunter Biden uh, money laundering scandal, or what appears to be that here. We see these documents that you know Biden just couldn't help, but uh, you know the the media found out, and they you know they would never say anything that wasn't true. It's not like Biden has any control over the media, uh, right? So, by the way, uh, I'm gonna get to the. WEF and censorship here in a minute, but you know, just so that you know, in case you didn't remember, there was this little laptop thing that during one of the most contentious elections in history that was stolen, uh, was you know covered up in the press and everyone else, even though everybody on the planet knew it was real. So, you know, Biden can't control any of this. And be there's a lot of sarcasm here, but let me put this in plain language. We're right now supposed to believe that the same Biden family that suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop during an election that has successfully covered up all the vaccine deaths and injuries, that has sex that successfully covered up all of the lies and crime related to COVID, that has successfully pushed more, for more WEF policies than any other uh, administration in history, save Obama, uh, is somehow now incapable of having their $1,000 an hour lawyer who's cleaning out the closet not leak that they found classified documents there. And when he does leak it, the press, they can't stop the press from reporting it. Uh, okay. And how about the fact that we've got, you know, this the, on top of that, the new breaking news about Hunter Biden. Listen, this isn't coming together like this by accident. I am convinced there's more to this story. Uh, We're getting played. Now, I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't impeach the Biden family and ideally uh, prosecute them and and sentence them to uh, the same cell as Anthony Fauci and Gitmo, uh, waterboarding included, I hope. I'm sorry, that's just mean. I heard that that's torture. 
Uh, anyways, but I think that we need to be aware that we're getting played here somehow. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the end game is. But I don't think that this is a cleanup job. And I know that these classified documents probably had stuff about Ukraine and other such things. But I'm pretty convinced that there's something else going on here that we don't know. And, you know, we're going to keep digging on this. we got to keep digging and finding out what that something is. Uh, but but there's something going on. Like I said, this just isn't adding up to me. My spider senses are up. Uh, this is kind of like when I was researching on COVID when it first started, and I just felt like there was BS. Well, the BS detector is going off here as well. There's more going on than we see. And uh, I'm certain that it's somehow tied in with the WEF agenda because everything seems to be right now. And so I think that uh, I think we just need to be aware and pay attention and not be so willing to jump on this as, uh, you know, nothing more than than an, a doddering old fool who poops his pants, forgetting that he put some secret documents and then getting caught. I don't think that's what's going on. Um, but I do look forward to impeachment hearings. I think that'll be fun. And I got to be honest, uh, Biden in jail sounds wonderful. Uh, I would love that. I mean, I don't know how that happened. I'll be honest. I can't see that happening. Uh, but, you know, we can dream, can't we? I'll, I'll pretend together, close our eyes. Okay. So I wanted to go into censorship, right? So at the same time, all this is happening, and clearly Biden can't help, but, you know, the media reporting because they're so truthful. At the same time, in Davos, where the elites have flown their private jets and taken their carbon-admitting motorcades to uh, the WEF forum so that they could lecture us about climate change, uh, there was a breakout session about media disinformation hosted by the expert on media disinformation, Brian Stelter. He's the expert because he worked at CNN. And if there is one organization on this planet that would know about media disinformation, it is CNN. This is one of the most honest things I've ever seen. Uh, the WEF truly did bring in an expert on media disinformation to head this panel. I don't think it could have been done better. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I just... It might have even been better if they, than if they'd brought in Dan Rather. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sorry. He's been retired for 106 years, and he's 9,000 years old. I shouldn't be rude. But, you know, I'm picking on the elderly. I told you, folks. I told you. It's a rough day. It's a rough day for, you know, this, just uh, I tend to hit hard when I you get these sort of days. But, uh, yeah, so Brian Stelter, who, who gained his hardcore credentials, as a disinformation expert at working at CNN, uh, because if you work at CNN, you have to master disinformation, uh, did a seminar. And yeah, this is really important. Uh, this, this is about calls for more censorship, because clearly there hasn't been enough. Twitter files, anybody? I mean... Pick your leak, right? Pick your place. I, Project Veritas has put stuff out, the Twitter files. I mean, everywhere we look, there is so much censorship. 
It's mind-blowing. Yet somehow, somehow, it's not enough. I can tell you why it's not enough. Uh, and I actually intend to tell you why it's not enough. But before I tell you why it's not enough, I'm going to tell you that I need your help. We're fighting all these guys, WEF, we're fighting, uh, you know, Fauci, we're fighting everybody we can fight. If you're bad, I'm fighting you. If you might be bad, I'm investigating you. And if I just don't like you, I might sue you anyway. No, I'm kidding. I don't actually do that. Uh, but no, we fight bad guys. And that's what I want to do. We need an army of attorneys and we need freedom. Uh, we, we aren't going to get freedom without an army of attorneys, without loads of media, loads of education for the public and all sorts of other things. Here's the bad news. That is not free. I know because every time I try and hire another attorney, they want me to pay them. It's terrible, but it's true. We've got to raise money and you have been incredibly generous. You've supported me at my give, send, go at tomrens.com. You supported my Substack at tomrens.com. And you guys are supporting my sponsors at TomRens.com. I need you to keep it up, and I need you to share it, and I need you to do more of it. TomRens.com, that's where I'm raising the money so that we can fight this fight. Go there, subscribe, share, help us. BH-PM.com for your gold and precious metal needs. Use Rens at the checkout, Rens at my pillow, and Rens with Naputi's Vitamins. We'll be right back. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products, toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers.
Okay, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, we were talking about the true expert of disinformation, an expert who earned his credentials at the only place that you could ever earn credentials of this level regarding disinformation. That is clearly CNN, the home and founding network of disinformation. These guys, they lead. You work at CNN, you know disinformation. Okay, so uh, Stelzer is leading, uh, using his expertise as a disinformation purveyor to talk about disinformation at the World Economic Forum. It's the only host who's actually talking about something they actually have expertise in. Yeah, you figure you've all know Harari, so, you know the science guy, except for he's a history guy. Uh, but anyways, uh, you've all know uh, Klaus Schwab. You know, I mean, he's some sort of global economics guru, at least in his own mind. But really, he's just human genitalia. Uh, anyways, uh, but Brian Stelter is truly—he's mastered disinformation at CNN, so I'm fine with him. He's—he's he's an expert. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, this panel has decided that despite the Twitter files, despite Facebook, despite Google, despite uh, the New York Times, I mean, and, uh, you know, the clear print winner, the Washington Post, uh, and many other incredible sources of disinformation, they have not been able to successfully control the narrative. This is a crisis if you're the World Economic Forum, and it's clear that they haven't because people are waking up to the fact that everybody's died suddenly and everybody else is about to. If you got the jab, you're dying. People are starting to wake up to that. People are talking about the fact that the virus was created in the Wuhan lab. The vaccine was created also. Neither the virus nor the vaccine are what they appear to be. And they're killing everybody. This was a cornerstone piece of the Great Reset strategy that Klaus the human genitalia Schwab was hoping to implement with his Great Reset. I, I mean, it, it has to be there. So the fact that people are now awake and paying attention to these, you know, these monumental lies means that CNN has failed in its disinformation campaign. And who better to talk about that than Stelter? So this uh, this panel of of wizened disinformation experts uh, have really they've kind of come to the conclusion uh, that they they need more more uh, censorship. We we just we've got to have more censorship in the United States. Now there is this issue that they keep running into, and it's uh, there's this thing it's go on. Uh, well, I don't know. It's first, uh, first amendment. Oh yeah. First amendment where, you know, that, that amendment to the U S constitution that provides for freedom of speech. And this is a real problem for the experts, uh, in disinformation because it's hard to purvey disinformation when people hear truth. So if, uh, if I'm peeing on your leg and I insist that it's raining, and you look down and you see that I'm peeing on your leg, it's hard for me to conclude that it's raining and that that's the cause of the wetness, uh, you know, or for you to conclude that it's raining and that's the cause of the wetness on your leg, right? This is a really critical thing. And this is what's happening here. So with COVID, 
you know, they've, they have told us that it's perfectly normal for everybody to drop dead and have heart attacks, even though that's never happened. And that myocarditis and strokes and all these things that, you know, that just happens to 20 year old and 24 year old football players who are in the best shape of their life. It's common. And then people look and they say, but, but how comes it never happened before? And they say, well, you don't, you shouldn't ask that. You're a conspiracy theorist. And they say, but, but how comes it's only happened to people who got the vaccines? Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist for asking. But then people say, what, what, but, but wait, you, you didn't answer any of my questions. See, conspiracy theorist. And that's how this works, you know. But the problem is, is that when people are seeing the truth in their own eyes right in front of them, and then they're hearing the truth, that makes it very difficult to convince them of the lie, right? Uh, there was an experiment done a long time ago, and I'm I'm going to mangle this. Uh, I haven't read this for a long time. I should probably reread it. But they, they did an experiment, and they put a bunch of people in a room, and basically everybody said 2 plus 2 is 5. And uh, there were, you know, 50 people in the room. I don't know, a whole bunch of people in the room. Uh, and uh, so they ask everybody in the room. They're all actors, and they're all saying 2 plus 2 is 5, and they finally get to the one guy who the experiment is about, and he says, well, how much is 2 plus 2? And he says 5, because everybody else said it. Okay. Um, I, you know, that, that experiment's done, been done in a number of different ways and a number of different fashions, and there were some academic papers done on it years and years ago, and I'm sorry, I'm it's just escaping me uh, what that's called at the moment. But that's what's going on here, right? Now, if someone else in the room had said, you guys are idiots, it's four. Well, then the guy who said, who, you know, the experiment was about wouldn't have fallen for this, right? It only happens when you have kind of this unified voice, uh, you know, pushing the lie. Because if, if you have one other person telling you, no, no, the truth is the truth, and you see the truth and you know the truth, well, it's hard to convince someone that uh, they should believe a lie. That's been the problem with the COVID narrative. And it's actually, don't, this is this is super, super duper secret, folks. Unless you're listening to this show, you won't know this. And I want no one to share this any farther, except with anybody else that they want to talk to. Um, one of my super secret strategies when I started fighting this, this COVID stuff, was to tell Wait, the truth. You see, I knew that if I told the truth and then provided factual uh, and, and relevant data to back up what I was asserting, well, there's no way to argue with it, right? You can't argue that 2 plus 2 is 5. If I put two blocks in one hand and two blocks in the other hand and I put them together, there's four blocks, right? So that's what I did. That's what I've been doing with COVID. And that's why we have the WEF talking about misinformation and the need for censorship, because the WEF needs to promote misinformation and propaganda. And, uh, you know, that's really uh, the only way that they can convince us of their lies. Interestingly enough, uh, on this, uh, this panel, they reference... Uh, quote-unquote repressive regimes such as Nazi Germany and Stalinist Russia with regards to propaganda. The reason I say that that's ironic is this. 
Yuval Noah Harari has been talking about those two regimes with with just fawning adoration for I don't know how long. So, you know, apparently when they're uh, they're referencing this, they didn't know that Yuval Noah Harari is a big fan of these places and that they're possibly insulting him because, you know, Harari really does seem to love Goebbels and uh, his, his style and uh, just the whole thing, Hitler, Stalin. I mean, he's a big, he seems to be a really big fan. So anyways, yeah, so luckily uh, we can always count on the, the WEF to educate us. And in this case, they actually did educate us by having a true expert in disinformation. Yeah. Um, I would love to repeat for y'all the language uh, that was used by this, uh, well, this piece of garbage that is not my Pope. But, I, you know, I can't. It's There's too many bad words, and the words are too bad, right? So people, a piece of garbage, not my Pope Francis, has been reported to have delivered a, uh, well, shall we say, off-color address to a bunch of seminarians, right? Hey, future priests! And then you have a whole bunch of expletives, which I guess, you know, given the amount of... Uh, Pedophilia in the church, maybe swearing isn't a big deal behind the closed doors. I don't know. I am Catholic, folks, and not leaving the church, but I am pushing for the church to reform. We cannot have the Catholic church anywhere near as filthy and dirty as it is and uh, expect anything good to come from it. I mean, it's just broken and rotten. So I am pushing for that. But uh, the Pope was... Repeat, uh, reported to have have used a number of very bad words in admonishing some uh, potential future priests. Uh, he told that uh, told them that you know basically if they were denying absolution to confessors for any reason, that uh, well they they suck basically. Um, I'm going to tell you that I don't have the capacity, authority, or right to judge or to give forgiveness to anybody on this planet. So I would think that if I were a priest and I was doing confession, that'd be a pretty serious thing, right? Uh, that's a pretty big deal for you to ask the big man for uh, absolution. Of course, I'm of the belief that uh, you know that confession is a great thing and good for the soul, but I just generally go straight to the big man because... Uh, well, I'm going to be honest, I don't need absolution from a child molester. And uh, there's a couple priests that I've met that I respect enough that I would go uh, go to confession with. Uh, and I say this as a Catholic. I mean, I believe in the right. I believe in the sacrament. I just, uh, frankly, have found the, the church to be so corrupt. There's very few people I'd confess anything to other than the fact that I think they're crooks. Um, and by the way, you know, I... I recently had a priest who's now sitting in jail for child molesting. Uh, I mean, so we I've actually been in a church that's experienced this firsthand. It's its just sickening. It's repulsive. Uh, and by the way, my diocese is, you know, clearly going to defend that guy to the bitter, bitter end with excessive amounts of, of legal fees 
right out of our Sunday tithing. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the Pope says we can never deny, quote, we can never deny absolution because we become a vehicle for an evil, unjust, and moralistic judgment. Well, I don't know. That seems kind of absolutist to me. Call me silly. It seems kind of ironic that the Pope is talking about uh, someone being judgmental while he's issuing a pretty firm judgment on something. Uh, you know, what if you have a serial killer who says, listen, I want you to forgive me, but I'm going to go kill again. Should that be, uh, should that be absolved? Hey, uh, I killed that guy and I'm glad I did it. Can you absolve me? Should that happen? I don't know. I, I think it's between the person and God. And I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't know what to do if I was that priest. So I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, that the Pope is entirely wrong, but I'm telling you that I don't really know that it sits well with me, and I certainly don't think he's entirely right. And again, I do find irony in the fact that he's telling them that they shouldn't make moral judgments while he's making a moral judgment. Uh, you know, so I also find it ironic that while he's admonishing them, he was reported to have said. Uh, quote, those who suck up for promotion to be in the limelight and, quote, effing careerists who eff up the lives of others uh, and then goes on to say those who climb to show their arses, again, we've changed that word there, and uh, the Pope didn't say effing, apparently, and uh, he also didn't use arse. That was another uh, hat nod to my my uh, Scottish uh, brethren who believe in freedom, but uh, I I don't know that I think that that's appropriate language for the guy that's heading up a church. I could be wrong. I don't want to be judgmental, but I'm just thinking that maybe maybe the Pope of the Catholic Church could do a little bit better than that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's hard saying. Um, so we're going to do a, the, a next little blurb. And uh, the next little blurb is really important and an honor. I, I, you know what? Uh, I, note to my producer, we need to come up with a title uh, for, uh, for this woke racist ideology. Uh, when we need to do a segment, uh, a, se a segment title, so that whenever we're going to do it, uh, we can tell people that we're going to, you know, this is this is going to be a segment. We're going to be talking about woke racist ideology, and uh, we're, we need to do something that, uh, well, you know, that we can we can help people to know what's coming. And yeah, I'm I'm thinking that we should open up with a with a couple in honor of. Uh, the University of Arizona, or was it Arizona State University's uh, program on black male privilege, in which they stated that uh, part of black male privilege is making jokes about women, in particular their mama, and also in honor of the, the wizened TikToker who told us that anybody who suggests people should lose weight is a racist. Uh, we, I think we open that 
with something with with a demonstration of what we shouldn't say. You know, things like uh, your mama's so fat that it took nationwide three years to get on her side, or uh, you know, your mama's so fat uh, that well, we shouldn't talk about an elephant in the room. Um, and uh, she's so fat that she doesn't need the internet because she's already worldwide. Um, you know, these are things that you should never say ever, but they're the kind of things that we can open that segment with. So, so a Ms. Producer, Mrs. Producer, uh, I think that, that we need to come up with a title for our, uh, woke racist ideology segment. I'm not sure what it will be, but I'm, I'm certain that it will be a creative and wonderful segment. And then when you hear uh wonderful wonderful things like uh, uh your mama's so fat the only way she gets clean is during a meteor shower you will know that we're uh we're getting into this so um i want to tell you all about this and we're going to get into this segment but first i want to tell you about how badly you need uh cofix cofix is to your sinuses what soap is to your hands you get gunk in there, you get germs in there, you use Cofix, you clean it out, and guess what? It limits or reduces your sickness. I like Cofix. Uh, I used it not too long ago. I was fighting a horribly terrifying cold that could have potentially been COVID and killed me 10 times, but I was saved due to Cofix. I'm certain it saved my life at least as much as the vaccine would have, maybe more. But Cofix is a wonderful product, and if you click on the banner ad and uh, use out loud code at checkout, uh, you will uh, save some money, and you will support our network. So save yourself some money, use out loud code at checkout, and buy yourself some Cofix. It's a great product, and we will be right back. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20%. By using promo code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
the liberty and justice for all. Okay, folks, as I said before the break, and I know you are excited, uh, we have an important segment to help you to become more culturally sensitive and woke. And we all need to be more culturally sensitive and woke. And uh, in honor of us having another culturally sensitive woke segment, and we, we will come up with a better title, we've decided this, but in honor of that, uh, let me open up by telling you, you should never, ever, if you're trying to be culturally sensitive and woke, ever, you should never say your mama so fat that when her underwear got dirty, she went to the laundromat and they told her they don't do parachutes. You should never say that. It's wrong. It's inappropriate. Uh, it's terrible. You should never say your mama so fat that she steps on the scale and it says to be continued. You should never say your mama so fat she can't store files larger than four gigs. I mean, you just you got to stay away from these things. Uh, you know, your mama's so fat I took a picture of her last year and it's still printing. I mean, it's just not right. It's not right on any level. Uh Anyways, okay, but uh, speaking of that, I need you guys to know that. Are you ready for this? I thought this was impressive, right? So there is a brilliant, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, genius, probably smarter than you or I could ever be, Professor, Natalie Gosnell of Colorado College. Natalie Gosnell, professor, Natalie Gosnell of Colorado College, uh, is a, ready, a professor in astrophysics, I believe, right? Because, I mean, this is what she did, according to the article, is astro astrology, or astronomy and physics, right? Astrophysics, right? Um, well, genius, brilliant scientist, Professor Natalie Gosnell uh, has declared that astrophysics, her field, is racist. Now, obviously, you can't miss that. We just got done with the Yo Mama So Fat jokes, and uh, you, you know you, you can see that the 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 parallels between the Yo Mama So Fat jokes and planets. Okay, uh, okay, but uh, a dump bump. Okay, but uh, yeah, astrophysics are racist. Uh, it's obvious. I mean, she's she's learned from from other brilliant genius professors like like Rhode Island professor Eric Loomis, who's decided that math and statistics and technology are inherently racist. Racist, um, but Professor Gosnell, Professor Natalie Gosnell of Colorado College, I you know by the way. If you're sending them a whole bunch of money to educate your kid, you should know that this is what you're paying for. But Professor Natalie Gosnell, if she's teaching your children astrophysics, will probably teach them how racist they are for learning it. Because, quote, as an astrophysicist, I'm a product of institutions that are steeped in systemic racism and white supremacy. The tenets of white supremacy that show up 
in physics of individualism and exceptionalism and perfectionism. It's either or thinking, and there's no subtlety, no gray area. Now, for those of you that aren't genius professors like Professor Natalie Gosnell, professor of astrophysics at Colorado College, you should know that uh, the reason that nothing that she just said makes any sense is because you're too stupid to understand it, right? Because it's it's not that she's just an idiot, obviously. Uh, it, it's that, uh, you know, astrophysics, you know, studying physics of things like planets, that's obviously racist, just like math. Because if you don't know that 2 plus 2 only equals 4 if you want it to, you're a racist. Um she has according and i'm just really kind of pulling from this article because it's it's i just don't know i can't even make this up folks i can't i wish i wish i was telling you a story but i'm not uh the brilliant professor natalie gosnell of colorado college where you're paying an inordinate amount of money for your children to learn about astrophysics and uh they are learning that astrophysics is just racist uh, has has objected to metaphors that she believes reflect a violent and hypermasculine bias. Um, it's according to the article, it's not clear why uh, what violence is inherent in astrophysics. I'm not sure uh, what what she's referring to. Uh, but but apparently she's made references to violent hypermasculine lens such as uh, quote vampire star or cannibal star. Um, I mean clearly that's racist, right? I mean, it seems racist to someone. I'm I'm sure. Um, Your mama's so fat she gave her memory foam mattress to Goodwill and they sold it as a flying saucer? I don't know. Um, I, I just don't know what to say about this. Uh, you know, uh, I will tell you that interestingly enough, uh, Professor Natalie Gosnell, the, uh, the brilliant and wizened professor of astrophysics who is so brilliant that she's realized her own field is inherently racist uh, and who is teaching at the Colorado College, uh, teaching your children how racist they are for studying astrophysics, uh, did have a, a faculty profile page with contact information so that you could write her and tell her how brilliant she is. But it seems to have been removed, shockingly, since this article went out. I don't know why. I would think that everybody would want to write her and thank her for clarifying that uh, things like Vampire Star and Cannibal Star are clearly violent, hyper-masculine racism stuff. Niner. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just... I just don't know. I just don't know, folks. Uh, uh, 
Hey, what can you say about this nonsense? Uh, other than your mom is so fat, her carbon footprint turned into a diamond. Um, and speaking of being so fat that uh, her carbon footprint turned into a diamond, uh, that joke happens to be a perfect segue to, guess what? Climate change. Hooray. Okay. Well, we haven't had enough stupidity. This is, I guess, the stupidity segment today. Uh, so we're going to climate change. And let me tell you, we've got a bunch of things that you need to know about climate change. Now, we, we've learned from the World Economic Forum, uh, they brought in experts in disinformation, experts who earned their credentials as an expert by working at places like CNN. And uh, we also have a another breakout session. Uh, this one on, well, and it might be more than one, but they, they, you know, big focus on climate change, the end of the world. Uh, as you all know, uh, the world ended in 2015 when Al Gore uh, yeah, had conveyed that it would because Al Gore got a Nobel. Uh, did he get a Nobel Prize? I think he might. He either got a Nobel Prize or nominated for it. He, I mean, the guy's got all sorts of interesting things going on. Uh, but yeah, he's he definitely won a. Uh, uh, oh, what is the the Hollywood trophy that everybody throws away? Um, one of those, you know. Anyways, but the world ended in 2015 due to climate change and the hockey stick. And uh, that's spectacular. And uh, so we've got this this uh, this Davos thing going on. And we have these brilliant people who say uh, that the world does not need growth or development. Uh, we don't we don't need that because we're trying to create a greener world. And the best way to have a greener world is to not have any growth or development. And uh, this article is in the Daily Caller. I like the Daily Caller. Uh, they've got some interesting stuff in there. And I'm going to be real honest with you. I've read this article three times. I'm very good as a reader. I, I read uh, just I, I read uh, just an obscene amount. I retain it. I, I can comprehend about anything. I read real well. It's one of the things I do well in life. Um, I've read this three times, and it still makes no sense. Uh, the, the reason it makes no sense is not because the author, uh, Mr. Harold Hutchinson, is not a good reporter. To the contrary, I'm sure he's quite good. The reason it makes no sense is because the drivel that came from the mouths of these buffoons in Davos is so stupid that it couldn't make sense to anybody. Uh, these people were apparently rambling on about uh, the you know the the fact that we don't need growth, we need to green up, uh, and, you know, and I don't even know what green up is, but we need to green up something. Says this uh, this brilliant brilliant speaker who uh, Nicole Keller, who is oh she's the managing director of Green Up, and uh, Green Up is a Swiss NGO by the way. So while she's talking about no development and uh, the need to deal with climate change at the World Economic Forum. She actually did not have to take a private jet to get there, I'm assuming, uh, since they're headquartered in Switzerland. But maybe she did. Maybe she just got on one and flew around a little bit so that she could be like everybody else. Uh, you know, circled Switzerland a few times uh, just to, to help. But anyways, um, the there was a discussion, and it was titled Protecting the Climate Vulnerable. 
I'm not sure what the climate vulnerable is. I mean, I think like a few bazillion years ago, you had, the cavemen were probably climate vulnerable. Like if, you know, there's a blizzard and you didn't have a cave or enough pelts to stay warm, that you probably were vulnerable to freezing to death. Um, we invented things like houses and furnaces. And so generally speaking, I don't know how vulnerable you are. Uh, if you have, we even have air conditioning, I mean, some of us do. It's a novel thing. I think uh, I'm guessing that uh, Greenup's offices are both heated and air conditioned. And Nicole Keller has both a furnace and an air conditioner in her office. Uh, so I, I, climate vulnerable, I suppose there are some people who are uh, still living outside and vulnerable to the climate. But I, I don't know. Uh, too many people that are. I don't hear too many times where, unless there's a blizzard and people are stuck, that they're getting you know, freezing to death. That seems kind of a rare thing to me. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the the climate vulnerable are apparently a real issue, and uh, uh, they need to they need to deal with this. And so uh, they. You know, they had other brilliant panelists, including Helen. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm going to try her last name, Gualinga. Uh, but she's she's also a, an educated genius from who represents uh, the Indigenous Youth Collective of Amazon Defenders, um, amongst other things. Uh, I, I, ladies and gents, really. Really? I mean, I'm trying to explain. I'm a professional explainer, right? That's what a lawyer does. We explain things to juries and try and help them to understand. We try and explain things to judges and help them understand. And, uh, you know, that's what we do. Honestly and truthfully, I, I can't explain this. This is just absolutely senseless drivel. With sustainable lifestyle in harmony with nature uh, is the easiest way to go to save our planet, apparently, according to this buffoon. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna quit developing things. Uh, we're gonna I don't know watch everything crumble, and then live in harmony with nature. And uh, uh, I don't know something. But yeah, that's that. And uh, I just I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, I can tell you what's behind it, though, because the John Kerry, the one and only, who is uh, a former senator, secretary of state under Obama, failed presidential candidate, global warming contributing buffoon who flies around on his private jet. I, I don't know. Uh, this guy is still running around. He's some sort of a climate ambassador for uh, for Joe Biden and I, I don't really know that I need to say anymore but he he's over there he's he's clarified what this is really about uh, the Gateway pundit has a nice article that clarifies why they need all of this climate change and it's because uh, the according to John Kerry the despite the fact that there's been nearly a trillion dollars committed by global philanthropies, for uh, this sort of stuff, uh, only two percent of that went towards uh, climate action. Hmm. 
2%. Seems like a low number. Wondering if any of that got pocketed, that 98% by anybody. It's almost like climate change is a fraud. I'm going to get some more, do some more thinking on this, folks, and we'll get back to it. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, I suppose had they been more efficient, John Kerry wouldn't have said he needs more money. But that's really what he asked for is more money. Uh, John Kerry needs more money because despite the trillion dollars already committed, only 2% goes towards climate action. And so the rest of it's being used to buy off people and to pay people off and to pad their pockets because climate change is one giant fraud. It's not real. It's garbage. Outside of the change, it happens every year when the seasons change if you live in a seasonal climate. This is this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. People have been lied to for, I don't know, 50 years now. If you haven't figured it out, you should put a mask on and join the COVID cult because you're just that big of an idiot. Okay, moving on. Uh, there's a lot more to get to at Wells Fargo. Uh, if you work with Wells Fargo, quit working with them. They're canceling uh, gun dealers' bank accounts, and uh, they're just completely woke. Get rid of them. Uh, you know, Biden's pushing for more woke nonsense, uh, federal, saying the federal government should only work with woke companies. We have so much more news, and we just uh, we we just can't get to it all today. But what we can get to is the Genesis HOCL. I do need you guys, you should buy this as a banner ad here. You need to click on it and you need to use the out loud code at checkout. I've talked about the Genesis HOCL. It prevents the sharing of germs in your house. It's an atomizer. It puts stuff in the air that kills germs. So when your kids come home from school and they're hacking on you, they don't share it. The Genesis HOCL does help. It makes a big difference. I really like this product. I have this product. I actually use this product. Use out loud code at checkout and uh, get yourself a big discount and support our network. I thank you all for listening and I will be back very soon.